Good evening, good evening, Ayabong Mosquito Lemlas. Sure, Mosquito. Ayabong, I just want to raise one issue. Mm. Half past eight is the time uh, here on uh, the mighty Metro, and uh, you tuned into Metro FM Talk. Love to hear your thoughts. Give us a shout. We're on 86 uh, 2160 We now shift our attention to our SMME exchange, and tonight, it being Transport Month, and now in October, uh, we speak to the IDC's Automotive and Transport Equipment Business Unit, joined on the line by the head of the unit, Mr. Joy Balepile, and we talk to them about uh, what it is they do to assist and fund those who manufacture uh, parts, accessories for motor vehicles and or accessories for their engines out in the steel and engineering sector, or those who are manufacturing trailers, semi-trailers and other uh, components or subcomponents that go into the automotive sector. Joined on the line uh, to speak about this by Mr. Joy Balepile. Mr. Balepile, good evening. Welcome. I have a very good evening to you and a good evening to the listeners as well. Thank, thank you very you much. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for joining us. Talk, talk to us first just about uh, the unit itself and the work that it does um, and uh, the focus, I guess, on a wide array of manufacturing. But who are, which are some of the subsectors or segments of auto-related manufacturing or transport equipment-related manufacturing? Are you finding small businesses or even micro-businesses uh, who are coming to you looking for some money? A direct response to you is yes, Ayabonga. Uh, Firstly, our loan size starts uh, from a million and above, but just going to your question with regards to who are we funding with regards on the automotive uh, uh, industrial development uh, envelope side, we look at uh, the manufacturing as well as uh, the assembly of uh, both passenger cars, like commercial vehicles, medium being mm. our uh, aftermarket uh, component manufacturers as well as accessories manufacturing. So good opportunities to develop not only the SMEs as well as black-owned suppliers as well. Thank yeah. You. you did say your fund size is a million uh, or the minimum. Um, and you also, I guess, uh, one would be interested in how many years one might need to have been in business because, you know, businesses of this kind often started by people who might have a history in the sector having worked there who now go and set up their own operation. We not only look at established businesses, we also do support startups as well. So you could be starting up a business, having identified an opportunity mm. with an OEM where you've got a contract or nomination to supply a particular OEM. We can look at that. The IDC, as you would know, that we are one of the country's four, actually, uh, the country's foremost DFI and industrial investor. Our role is merely to promote you know, sustainable industrial development and economic inclusion in South Africa. So we, we do look at uh, early stage businesses as well as startups as well. So you do not have to. We have been operating for a number of years. As long as uh, we do a due diligence and mm. uh, you know, it, we can prove economic viability of the transaction, that's something that we can look at. Talk to me about, I, I guess you also say here that um, you also fund acquisitions. So I might be a small player looking to acquire a certain entity, it might be white-owned, that has some synergies with my current operations. Uh, am I the kind of person who might want to knock on your door? 
Absolutely. We could get, uh, you know, providing funding, uh, funding to acquis- for acquisitions as well, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, from a strategic uh, intent. So we do that, and we also look at, uh, you know, expansionary acquisitions where there is growth involved with regards to this. If you can remember that the auto automotive sector, we are fully supportive of the master plan that was developed in the country. So one of those, um, you know, one of the key objectives of the, of the master plan has been transformation. So that's something that we focus on in terms of if it's a transformative acquisition, that's something that we would look into. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I guess, in a way, um, there are certain things you would want. Um, so it's not just about having the know-how and the expertise, but in this space, we know you don't get into the supply chains of some of the big players um, or even into their after-sales mix without meeting certain standards, you know, ISO, whatever, uh, international and local environmental standards. How important are those in your assessment and uh, in making the funding decision? Think about the seven existing OEMs that mm. the cars that we manufacture. If you look at the three clusters that we have, I mean, it's just uh, close to us here, maybe in Rosalind. If you look at the, the company that you've got, the BMW, uh, BMW yeah. Nissan, and Ford. So you expect that to be. And if you remember that, Almost uh, 60% of the vehicles that we manufacture in South Africa are for the export market. And so we're saying that, uh, you know, the quality of the products uh, that we manufacture need to be offered standard acceptable to these international OEMs. Mm-hmm. And uh, from um, uh, one of the requirements, you know, for, for, for our entrepreneurs would be that having access to a market. However, we do have, uh, you know, industry associations or as well as uh, you know, the Automotive Industry Transformation Fund that mm. looks at assisting entities, you know, with access to market as well as, uh, you know, access to funding as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and key and, to our funding so, so. is the economic viability of, uh, of our application. What, what do you mean by that, by economic viability, just out of, out of interest? I mean, what, what kind of things are you looking at? So we'll come back, I guess, to what one would need to furnish yourselves with. But uh, let's assume that we're all clear about you have all of the information you need to make your decision. How do you determine viability? Okay, so in terms of our operating models, we do assess, you know, the ability firstly of the business. Remember, from an IDC perspective, the funding that we provide is purely loan funding. Mm. We do have incentives that you can access through the government, but obviously the ability of the business to operate sustainably as well as being able to, uh, you know, repay its facilities that it has raised with the IDC or any of our co-funders that we look at partnering with when we, when we look at some, uh, supporting the application. Sure, sure. And let's talk about those documents. I mean, what, what, what documents do you require from... Uh, some of the uh, SMMEs who might want to apply for this, I might have, you know, a, a component or subcomponent that I manufacture, which goes into the production of a car. I might be pressing some stuff, which goes into the panels of a vehicle or anything of that kind. What do I need to have for yourselves in order to be considered? Key to accessing funding application or approaching us would be having a business plan that talks to, you know, what you plan to, to manufacture or what you're going to be doing, as well as providing us with an indication with regards to then, uh, you know, uh, your, your forecast with regards to if you are, if you are an SME starting up, we mm. need to understand, you know, whether you've got, you know, a contract with a, a certain OEM, uh, the values uh, that, uh, are, that we are looking at in this contract. So in terms of uh, the starting point would be a business plan as well as, uh, you know, your, your financial forecast as well as 
the business plan will contain key information whether it relates to your the technical know-how, the management. That because remember when we uh, you know back a business, maybe mm. we back in the job if we also assess sure. you know the ability of management to run this entity. Yeah, yeah. You're also looking, I guess, and uh, joy at um, you know the demographics of some of those businesses because it's not just I mean that. You're only uh, backing a jockey, but it would be ideal that that jockey might be coming from a historically disadvantaged background uh, and producing in a relatively economically depressed area. IBC being a developmental finance institution, key to our existence would be an inclusive economy. Mm. Uh, so uh, I enjoyed, uh, you know, the last topic uh, that we were talking about with regards to, uh, uh, you know, what we need to move forward as a country. So sure. transformation is key in terms of our uh, the assessment that we do of our application. If a business is not transformed, we can still look at it. However, we'll be looking at what are the plans in terms of achieving certain levels of transformation going forward. Mm. Uh, however, our bias would be towards uh, transformed entities as well as uh, with opportunities to transform. Okay. Dada Joy, hold the line there for me for a second. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want us to talk about the skin you expect from entrepreneurs because you're also saying a reasonable financial contribution would be really cool from the owners themselves. And we're going to talk about, I guess, uh, why that is so important on the other side of this. 19 minutes it is before 9 p.m. It's our SMME exchange here on Metro FM Talk. Joined tonight by Mr. Joy Balepile. He's the head of the IDC's Automotive and Transport Equipment Business Unit. And, of course, they fund uh, uh, enterprises who are in the manufacturing of vehicles, trailers, semi-trailers, uh, parts, accessories for motor vehicles and their engines, and all manner of other things. Manufacture of rail locomotives, rolling stock, manufacture of motorcycles, um, aircraft, spacecraft. You know, you might be in the space of uh, making components for uh, a um, engine of an aircraft. Uh, well, yeah, this might be your kind of fun. And uh, Joy, before we went to the break, I guess I was flagging my interest uh, in uh, your expectation, reasonable as it is, that uh, the owners, if indeed they're going to approach you for funding, must also put some of their own skin in the game. They must put some money down. Talk to us about this. Absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, I like the question because in terms of um, the skin in the game question, that mm. the, the idea is not to be punitive. You are not looking at uh, penalizing, you know, an entrepreneur. So what you want from an entrepreneur is also to have uh, a contribution in the company where that we say, remember from IDC and DFI, what we say is that if uh, we, we, we are a patient lender, we look at, uh, you know, supporting businesses and things uh, go things become tough, you are not going to just pack up your bags and go. You're also going to say, I've put in my 10 cents mm. worth into the business that's going to, I'm going to work harder to make this transaction a success so that I can, uh, you know, look at retain the IDC. And similarly to that question as well, uh, where entrepreneurs do not have sufficient in terms of uh, their contribution or the reasonableness uh, or thereof, there are funds that we can look at tapping into whether through the DTIC, uh, through the Black Industrial Scheme, or whether the IDC is internal you know, a BE top of fund where we also look at assisting entrepreneurs. However, we want to expect a reasonable contribution for entrepreneurs, but we do mm-hmm. assess where we've got good opportunities for which allows us to achieve our developmental returns of uh, transformation, um, job creation, as well as, uh, yeah. Sure, sure. So, so you say here, in your evaluation of what is a reasonable contribution, 
that you will peg that against a third of total assets uh, for going concerns um, and 40% for startups, depending on industry norms and risk profile. Should it not be the other way around? I mean, surely startups would probably require a much smaller contribution as a proportion of their assets than maybe a going concern that's whose cash flows are much more predictable and of the funding application process always open. Uh, the funding application is always, the window is always open. We operate on a year-to-year basis. Myself, I've got, you know, a capital commitment of uh, two billion rand per annum for the next three years, which I look at investing in the sector. Mm. We keep on looking for those opportunities. So it's not a specific fund where we say you've got a limited period of opportunity uh, for you to, to apply, but you can apply at any time. Maybe just out of interest, uh, you support people who build and repair boats and ships. Do you support people who repair taxis? Uh, on the, when it comes to the repairing side, oh, that's not something that's within our mandate. However, those are discussions that we have been had through you know, uh, the government with regards to uh, the repair side of those, uh, uh, as well as, uh, you know, uh, penal beaters and those type of sure. things. So we're not within our mandate. However, there's, uh, there's been uh, you know, uh, uh, discussions with regards to how do we support that sector, but currently it's not within our mandate. Our mandate would be, you know, the guys who will actually build the taxis mm. as well as component suppliers to that, uh, to that industry as well. Okay. Dr. Joy, thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate it. I want to know. Thank you very much for having me, and it was a pleasure talking to you. Mr. Joy Balepile speaking to us tonight uh, from the IDC, the Industrial Development Corporation's Automotive and Transport Equipment Business Unit for our SME Exchange.